Kimberly here. This is Macabish, cults, classics, and horrors. We're talking films, series, books, and life, and we're starting right now. First time we ever watched the uh, Two Demons movie, um, Demoni, Demoni 2, because they're Italian, Demons, Demons 2. And um, I think those are the perfect and quintessential buddy movies. There's a lot of great buddy moments in them. Like um, when those, I don't know if they were supposed to be a gang. I don't know what they were supposed to be. But you can kind of see how it probably played out. It's late at night. They were all bored. So one of them was like, hey, one of us has a car. Let's go take a ride around the town. And, oh, I know where to get to score some Coke. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> Let's drive around town and snort Coke out of a Coca-Cola can. That was close. so cool. Yeah. You can kind of see how the thought processes went, went with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Are those the two morons that, like, they looked like they got their faces punched in? Um, probably, yes. <laughs> they look like professional, not professional boxers, but they look like they've been boxed, so... Well, I guess it makes sense because you kind of get the idea or the feeling that they're probably some kind of gang. And, you know, in all 80s movies, they always make it seem like gangs are constantly fighting each other. So they're always wearing, like, their leather jackets, their bandanas, and they always look a little rough. Like, they're just healing from the last fight and about to go into the next one. Yeah. I think these guys had, like, white cut-off t-shirts or something, and I don't know what the hell was going on with them, but shenanigans. That was their that was their style. And then, you know, they always have the one or a couple token chicks who are either in the group or want to be the group, so they tag along. They're basically just endured. <laughs> the blonde, right? Oh, yeah. And then... <laughs> Yeah, exactly, her. And then they they spill yeah. the can of Coke, and he's freaking out. The driver, Ripper, specifically, is freaking out. And the Coke's Ripper. all over the car, and he tells them to pick it up. Every drop of it, pick it up. And they're scooping the Coke down. from all over the car to put it back in the can so they can continue yeah. passing it around in this disgusting straw that they're all sharing. Yeah, we can't repeat the exact uh, <clears throat> we can't, phrases. But it was awful. <laughs> it was it was pre- pretty heinous, and you know, like, Ripper, <laughs> pick it up, <laughs> right? But you know, they they're clearly getting more and more hammered, and and Ripper is very proud of himself that he always drives while coked up, and he's never had a wreck before, so they should trust them, see. Yeah. The, the face of trust. Yeah, right? That's exactly the guy you're supposed to trust. <laughs> all the way to prison, all of you, together. And then they end up at that theater where, like, they can't possibly know, but it's full of monsters right now, because, and that was, like, the whole trap of the whole thing, Right. The, the preview of this heinous movie that's telling the story about a demon. You put the mask on, you cut, yourself, you cut yourself with this mask, and then 
you slowly turn into a monster and then you pass it around to other people and it's either through scratching or biting or any right. of that disgusting, what is it, slime or pus that comes out of them? It gets in it's you. Fine. Disgusting. Yeah. But anyway, the theater is slowly turning into mo- more monsters than humans and these guys find an open door. So, of course, we're, we're, tw- we're tweaked out on coke. Sure, let's, Let's just go on in. But go in and contact. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, one of the demons has gotten loose, which is the beginning of the end of you know, of every apocalyptic movie everywhere. And then yeah. they go in and they're they become a part of the trap where and you know what always confused me about that movie too is the people that were originally in the theater, this has all started, right? And they start closing up the area with chairs and putting, you know, closing off the theater from the monsters. Right. But then get in their heads that they hear something on the other side. Well, we know there's monsters on the other side. And they so also they, know at this point that they can't get out of the theater. They're trapped. Yeah. But they get in their head, well, it's got to be help. We know there are monsters on the other side, but they decide it's got to be help. So all this work we did, stacking up this huge barricade to keep the monsters out, not, let's now take it apart on the assumption, <laughs> well, it's got to be help, even though we know there are monsters well, over there. Of course, because, you know, help would crawl underneath chairs and not say anything. Right. They wouldn't, because, you know, they never call out, hey, it's the fire department or whatever. No, they just try to force their way in. And surprise, help here. I always thought that yeah, was very strange. But That was true. But then again, the alternative, what's the, what else are they going to do? Well, I think, well, what I think, where I would begin is, I don't know, having a conversation with everybody, you know, completing the barricade and then getting everybody up to the side and like, okay, what are we going to do? I mean, start <laughs> with that. I don't think we ever got there, and that's step number one. Yeah, that's true. Well, if you if you look at the characters as a whole, right. um, the pimp, the black guy who yeah. had the two girls with him, actually – the first victim in the in the first demons movie was uh, the the chick that went to the bathroom. Right, that's Greta. Uh, Greta. One that tried the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's just too many Indians or too many chiefs and not enough Indians. You know what I mean? Like oh. everyone wants the everyone has the answer. I know. Let's, I'm going to run left. I know. I'm going to run right. I know. Let's pull all the chairs off that we just stacked up to keep us from dying. Right. So. <laughs> And, and, you know, there may have been absolutely no good answers in that moment and likely are not. But I'm like, even if we're going to choose a very terrible answer, let's do a consensus, choose it together, so at least we've all made the choice of, to die together, not some random person deciding, oh, well, it's got to be help, so let me let me start disassembling the barricade without anybody else's input and putting us all in danger. Right. And I'm trying to figure out, there's a balcony there. Right. We don't know if these can fly, crawl like roaches. Yeah. I mean, I think right. they came through the 
ceiling at the end. They were like in the ceiling. Right. So they were going to find a way one way or another. So. Well, they would find a way, but I'm just saying have a conversation about what, what the plan is, even if it's just a loose plan, but don't just decide, I know, I'm going to decide for all of us, and then they all ended up dying. And well, it, Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, like, those are the conversations that the audience has. Like, I would never do that. Well, that's <laughs> well, true. I, they should have done that. Well, if you do that in the movie, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it being a horrible idea. So, right, which then, just makes it more hilarious. So, right, and I'm also I'm also super fascinated that although this is a theater, they managed to have motorcycles driving around through there, a helicopter in oh, there. Yeah. That was kind of amazing. I, well, it's. It's kind of brilliant and also jumping the shark both at the same time. But I guess you have to do something. Otherwise, it's just people running around through a theater and theater right. stuff until they're finally all dead. And then the doors just magically open and then they're all outside. So I guess you have to have something happen. Well, it's like a low budget. Well, I would say it's low budget, but it kind of reminds me of a low budget film. Right. Like, I think we saw one a while back. It was filmed in a trailer. You could tell it's a trailer. But the whole plot of the movie takes place in one room. Right. And it just, it kills it. Which, it's just... But it could lot, be brilliant, but I think it takes a level of brilliance to do an entire movie in one room and keep us not just entertained, but interested at all. I think it's one of those things that seems like it is deceptively easy. Well, I don't think it's easy at all, actually. I think it would be very, very difficult. And I think the people that do it, do it well, make it look easy, are the geniuses. Well, yeah, it forces you to use your imagination. I mean, if if it's a good story, really, anything. Right. I mean, and look then, at the thing. Amazing. Right. And then the the second one, which takes place in a high-rise, uh, um, like, condo towers, you know, where people live. It's not a workspace. And mm-hmm. the stroke of brilliance there was taking many of the same actors from the first movie, putting them in uh-huh. that second movie, but in different and cast in different roles. I love that. I wish more yeah. movies would do that. Right. That's awesome. That's right. The guy that played the pimp, he was like a gym instructor? He might have been. He may have just been somebody in the gym, but I'll take it. And then Ripper, the the kid, the coked out kid driving the car, I think he was a front desk man or security guard. Oh, one, one of the what? two. I, man, I got to watch that again. I, I know. Crazy. And then they did the awesome thing of making a kid demon and a dog demon, and then ah. a kid demon. I, I mean, that strokes of brilliant. And I think actually, I think maybe it was the first one where a tiny little baby demon came out of a woman. Oh, I think. yes, yes, that was that was crazy. awesome. That was creepy. 
it was creepy and it was awesome. I love that. But yeah, you like you like you like uh anything to do with horror and babies and oh yeah, little kids, little monsters, little zombies. Oh yeah, I'm there for it. And another thing I liked about it is it was the exact same apocalyptic event, same monster, but in a different way, which made it feel like it was a different location. Like the apocalypse is like slowly spreading, right? And but in a different way, but also kind of the same way in that at first it it spreads or like it seeds through a visual medium. Remember the first one was through the the was video. Uh, excuse me, the theater. Yeah. The second the one theater. was close. The TV. Yeah, the camera, and so it yeah. came through the TV, and the monster literally pressed himself through the TV. That's a stroke of genius. There's so yeah. much genius there that you just did not see coming. It's awesome, and then they added in the whole the goo falling on the floor and eating its way through the, the levels and eating the wires. Oh, and then that, that's how they were trapped in, in that building there. Remember? Cause it, and it made sense. They made it make sense instead of just like, oh, magically, everybody's magically trapped again. This time right. it was, no, the reason why everybody's trapped is because the electrical in the building was eaten up by monster goo. And that was monster goo. Awesome. Yeah, that was pretty uh pretty bad. That's awesome. And it it was it I gotta say it was pretty hard to watch the when they were trapped in the gym, and then they were trying to get out through the uh that that like garage door, and there was uh, yeah. like not enough. They kept using strength and force, but it it no, it was not working. And so they just finally yeah. gave up and started lighting fires. That was crazy. Oh, I know. Uh, what did he? Uh, what did that guy say? He's like, make bombs. He's like, like make bombs. Defend yourselves. <laughs> Why that is not on a T-shirt somewhere with that man's face? Like seriously, whoever uh, owns the copyright on that should be on that, so that we can yeah. buy it and wear it because that's awesome. I think so. so I'm gonna have to watch that again to get that quote. I'll uh, get it right. But that's – I keep watching that because it's not just – I mean, it's brilliant. It's nostalgia. It's 80s. Yeah, it's, over the top. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's done in the best possible way. I mean, it could have been ridiculously dumb, like, okay, now, you know I don't like speaking bad of – of any effort to make movies, because I can't make a movie. I'm just a I, I'm passive spectator. I'm just a fan. But boy, I tell you, I I put in uh, Ghoulies. Yikes! That was a hard watch. I Ghoulies. I see why I watched it once and hadn't watched it again. Uh, it was tough to make it through. I you know, and it's so easy. You see so many of those, and then you see demons, and you're just like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what makes going through all those ones that clearly aren't made for me worth it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's lighthearted, but it's it's, it's fun. Yes, exactly. That's what makes horror fun. 
And and coming from a person who's I'm not historically a, a horror fan. I I'd say the last couple of years I've become a horror fan. Right. I have a lot to see. <laughs> and right. I'm excited. There's like a whole world that I have I have yet to discover. So right. I'm really looking forward to it. So And why? Like why did you never like horror before? I'm just curious. Uh if I could point to one indicator, it's probably my Christian upbringing. Yeah. Uh, so Christian, Christianity says you can't watch scary movies? Well, let's just put it this way. My mom didn't let me watch G.I. Joe. I think she was pretty protective, protective of me. It didn't work, but right. I, did, I didn't grow up seeking out uh, horror films. And right. I've had friends in the past, you know, they're big horror fans. And I, I never really understood. I was never drawn to horror. And until I met you back in right. 2015, I think even then it took a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I think our first movie we saw together was, uh, I want to say, Trick or Treat. And that sparked it for me. Right. Because that was so fun. It was so dark, but it was so fun. And that I wasn't used to that. Right. And it gave me a whole new appreciation for horror films. So. Oh, yeah. I I think a lot of people that I've known who do not like horror, do not watch horror, is because they just, they don't know that it's a whole genre full of sub-genres, full of sub-sub-subs, yeah. and so many different kinds of horror. There are light right. horrors. They're really heavy horrors. There are some just incredible stories. They don't know. They think you just watch it to see how bad it can get and how scared you can get. I mean, there's some that are like that. There's no story. It's just gore. But there's plenty right. of good story in horror. And I think people who don't watch it don't know that. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm preaching back in the, into the, the past, you know, when I, was, when I was religious, you know, there's, there's nothing about horror that would make a Christian go, oh, I'm going to watch that. It's <laughs> just, no. Yeah. Never gonna happen. It's like totally closed off section, so Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I got robbed, man. I got robbed. That's plenty of time, plenty of horror. Oh, heck yeah. I'm looking forward to my horror I I'm gonna make up a word here. Let's see. Horror and education. Horrorcation? Or is that too dirty? Horrorcation? I think it would have to be for or scarification, 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 scarification. That sounds yeah. good. Let's yeah. do that. That's good. Let's do that. I like that. All right. Well, it was really good talking to you. This is the number one place for macabre cults, classics, and horrors. For synopsis, reviews, and news, go to macabre.com. Thank you for listening. Signing out. Until the next one.